KSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, People's Park in Isla Vista has become a home to many houseless community members since the start of the pandemic. They were previously relocated out of Anascoyo Park earlier this year and some are now living in the pallet homes set up by Good Samaritan. Those who are not housed in the pallet homes continue to live in tents and now reside in People's Park after being relocated out of Anasluyo Park in December. On Thursday, May 20th, the Isla Vista Recreation and Parks District voted to close People's Park's homeless encampment on June 1st. After many events of authorities moving the houseless community from place to place, they are yet again being evicted and are asked to leave their place in People's Park. Many community members are in opposition to this, and Food Not Bombs, an organization that provides meals for the homeless, has been leading the protest and rally to prevent the eviction and to demand the board to reconsider their vote. I went out last Wednesday to ask protesters why they were marching for this cause and what their opinions were on IVRPD's decision. Now you will be hearing from some of our community members. You know, the houseless folks are part of our community as well, and we're in a pandemic and they have the right to shelter just like everywhere else where they feel safe and police force and evictions are violence and I don't support it. Um, I'm here because I think a lot of the students occupying this land don't give acknowledgement to the fact that it's stolen land and to the fact that a lot of us are here without acknowledgement of the inherited wealth that allows us to occupy this space and some people don't have that privilege so it's important to um, like legislate for their voices that yield less power because they have less wealth. Yeah, I'm Carmina. I'm from Intersectional Feminists on campus. Houselessness is very, it comes from a lot of systematic levels of poverty and things that the society creates. And houseless people need a home too. And th this board has shown multiple times that they're rooted in policing and white supremacy and not in humanity, which what is what Isa Vista needs right now. And we need a bunch of humanity. It's also during a pandemic, so I don't understand why they're still doing this and not listening to anybody that comes to their meetings. So that's all I can say. Housing is a human right and it's very linked to justice. Hi, my name is Joyce Azong and I am a student from UCSB. Um, I am here in support of the houseless people due to the fact that a lot of them um, are being evicted without a plan at all at, for as to where they're going to be going. Um, because of the fact that the county doesn't expand social services here, they are forced to camp out for safety. And when we evict them, um, uh, that is a very short-term solution that will not solve anything. Um, so if they get evicted, we're going to be here having the same meeting in another three months. So I will see you all there again. How does IVRPD's decision make you feel personally? It's a very... It's a very interesting PD. I understand that the Ivy Park District said that they are not going to be making any arrests. However, they are going to be enforcing the foot patrol. So I think that was a very kind of backhanded um, statement that they made. And the PD here doesn't necessarily, I feel, solve many things besides showing up after pretty much crimes have been done. Crimes are not exactly prevented very well here. Um, I'm Katrina. I'm an organizer and voting member in, with Food Not Bombs. 
I'm Ted, um, also a volunteer with Food Not Bombs. I'm here because I believe that RPD's vote was ill-considered and I felt that they did not take public, public comments into consideration. And so I'm here because I want them to reconvene and take these comments into consideration and with those comments come to a different decision. Um, I'm here for our houseless community members. Uh, RPD says that um, when they do the sweep, everyone is supposed to have alternative housing options, but that's just not true. And RPD is continuing with the sweep anyway, and these people don't have anywhere to go. Protesters marched through the streets of Isla Vista and made stops at IVRPD's chairperson, Peking Sutar's house, and board director Julia Barbosa's house. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. Today we are speaking about the community's opposition to the eviction of the homeless community in People's Park, located in the heart of Isla Vista. The decision made by the Isla Vista Recreation and Parks District was to be in effect on June 1st, but it seems to be a prolonged event for the eviction process and it is unclear whether there is a grace period for the houseless to move out of People's Park. Food Not Bombs and supporters of the houseless gathered in the park to make signs, distribute food, and to stand up against the eviction. I talked to UCSB students about what was happening and how they felt about it. I'm Nini. I'm Grace. Hey, I'm Kennedy. <laughs> well, today there was a date set by the RPD, I believe, and they stated that they were going to be removing the home houseless population here in the People's Park. And, you know, I saw the post on Instagram and I shared it with me and my friend were sharing it with our friends and we felt like we needed to show our support with the community and come out here and you know hopefully stop them from removing them. I learned about it through Nini and my friend Solange who moved uh, about what was happening protest here today and I feel like if no one comes out then there will be no movement forward and this whole push to remove people from People's Park is just blatantly immoral. It comes from people who aren't the true community members of Isla Vista. It's from people who go to the school and would like to go to a nice, cool beach school and don't actually live here for more than two to four years, maybe five for some of them. Uh, and just seeing the way people in my circles who I've cut out have demonized the houseless population makes me feel very sick and so I felt like I had to come, not just felt like it, but I wanted to come and support a group of people who has every right to live here as I do. Yeah, um, we found, I found out through my friend um, and I wanted to come and show support. Someone here was speaking about their experience and one of the things they said that really resonated with me was just like getting to know the people who live in your community. And I think that's really important because it's really cool seeing just all the solidarity pouring through over the past year. So. And I think it's important to also pour it into your community and things that are happening locally. And I think, at least me, I would have never a year ago imagined myself doing work like this that really matters. So I think it's important just to show up, even if you think you can't really make a difference, just being here, making signs, getting to know the people that live here, and really like caring about what's going on around you is a great place to start. You just heard from three UCSB students about how they feel about what's happening in People's Park. 
Up next, we hear from some of the houseless community members, including Garvin Matthews, a resident in the Pallet Homes who we spoke with previously on Inside Isla Vista in February. Uh, Garvin Matthews, yes, yeah, that's me. And how do you feel about what's happening in People's Park today? Well, um, People's Park, well, it's People's Park. And I feel what's happening today is what People's Park is all about as far as the people being here, coloring and conversation, uh, eating, talking to friends, living their life, a clean life, you know what I mean? I don't see any negative activity going on over here. I, I, you know, I mean, not saying it doesn't happen, but, you know, uh, the reason they're putting people out, I guess, is obviously the homeless, they say, have been here too long. And um, they want them out. Granted, you know, that there's going to be some defects and bad apples everywhere you go, from the bottom to the top to the top to the bottom. But they focus in, focusing on the, uh, you know, of course, it, it is an eyesore too, but they have the necessary um, equipment to uh, to keep this place up where it's uh, it's not an eyesore. There's even been individuals who, over here, I as one who um, was living in the tents over here, and uh, offered uh, recreate parks and recreation. Look here, um, there's like uh, seven or eight of us who can. Uh, help you guys, you know, just give us some bags. And, you know, we, we uh, several times we kept a lot of the, um, I'm not going to say crime down, but a lot of uh, activity that could have escalated without the, the police involvement. Uh, sometimes the police are called. But um, it's, it's kind of a, a catch-22 where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know what I mean? And um, homelessness is not a crime. Well, and they're right. It's not illegal to go to sleep. What would you like them to do instead of evicting all of these people living here? The pallet houses that they have over here, you know, I can see them putting up uh, a temporary structures like the pallet houses. And uh, they already have, they done got security guards out here um, a week before the eviction, probably anticipating a... <laughs> A level four rioters, but it's not going to happen. You know, the police have been knowing that this time was coming. The police have been starting to get a little bit more aggressive. But for the most part, um, I, I believe a lot of people are grateful. I'm grateful um, and thankful, you know. My name is Mark, and I've been living here almost all of my life. And I think it's kind of sick that these people think that they can dictate to others. Uh, they assaulted me on my property and I, I was gonna make a campground there. These people wouldn't even be here right now if I could do that or and I'm still going to do that. So I have an option. Some of these people don't. And uh, now that my surgeries are better I'm gonna start working on the property again but I've been homeless here most of my life also uh, I just spent four and a half years with surgery on my mouth um, and now that that's done I can move back to the property and continue making a camp there 
And uh, I think it's kind of crazy that they say you can't be when you can be. How long have you been living here? 61 years. Some of us don't want a house. I love being outside. And when I get older, I might change my mind. But until then, leave me alone. I ain't causing no problems. I pick up my trash. You know, I pick up my, I pick up my spot. I, I recycle. And then I got cops trying to throw me in jail for being free. Come on now. And first of all, this right here, they put us here. How are you gonna put us somewhere and then cry about it? There is a parking lot right there that until today is just usually empty. All right, now the parks people, I have to assume that they have some common sense, right? So why in the hell did they put a bunch of people that like working on bikes in the grass they're trying to save? Why not put them on their, uh, on their concrete over there, knowing that, okay, this bike ain't gonna fuck up that concrete. You know what I mean? And so this whole problem is created by somebody trying to solve something that wasn't a problem. And now they're kicking everybody out before everybody has a house. So you're gonna, re you're gonna supply resources and then say, just kidding. Because once everybody else goes their own way after this, what's gonna happen? Then they have to start worrying about the shit that they had to worry about before this. And now they're missing appointments, now they're missing this, now they're missing that, because they gotta do this, they gotta do that. They're all, all these folks stay busy damn near every day helping each other out. After hearing from those who live in People's Park and the Pallet Homes, we now go back to an interview we did in February with IVRPD's general manager, Kimberly Kiefer, and Good Samaritan's Sylvia Barnard about reasons for the previous relocation out of Anascoyo Park and how the pallet shelters function to help the houseless community. With the relocation of the houseless community, um, what was the cause for this and what future plans do you have for the park? Sure. Um, the work at Anascoyo Park needed to be addressed both in maintenance and also some of the, the health and safety concerns um, that, that we had addressed uh, needed to be addressed. I think um, right now we're working on a few different things. One is we're addressing some of our um, our irrigation and tree maintenance in, in a certain area of the park. We have severe vandalism that's around our bathroom building and uh, starting to uh, address some of the plans there as well as um, our playgrounds. So we need to do a full clean out of our playgrounds based upon some of the encampment activity that involved some opiates and other things. There was needles and other things that we need to dig out the entire playground pit to be able to re um, to actually put back in new uh, fiber, which is a, a material that needs to go around playgrounds. But primarily the reason why we had a relocation is because the park was not safe for both the public um, and our houseless residents that were, were living in the park. Um, and it became to a place where, uh, you know, we've already gone on record talking about this, but there's been, there were two near death activity overdoses. There's been illicit activity um, in terms of human trafficking and other issues that we needed to be able to pay attention to. And so part of that was ensuring that we could provide a new space, not only have some of the houseless community go to our new shelter pallet project, which Sylvia is here to talk about, but also to a space where um, we can and be able to transition out, start to address some of these needs. What are some of the plans that you have for the houseless community in the tiny homes with transition processes? 
So we have um, been able to partner with partner agencies and also provide case management to those that have come into the pallet shelter. So we're currently working with um, Santa Barbara County Public Health Department, um, Santa Barbara County Behavioral Wellness, Santa Barbara County Public Defender's Office, Doctors Without Walls, Home for Good, um, Department of Social Services. And collectively, we've all been working to um, try to get our houseless uh, residents that are within the shelter system to be able to get them access to services so that they can um, stabilize. A lot of them are medically fragile. A lot of them have um, are, have been actively using for some time and have mental health issues. And so we have just tried to wrap them with supportive services and then working on getting them document ready so that we can try to transition them either whether they're going to a different program or if they're gonna be able to move into housing from here. And how long are the residents able to stay in the tiny homes? So they can stay until June. Um, our project ends in June, and then we will be moving the tiny homes to a different location. So the tiny homes are only in Isla Vista for that time being then? Yes. So this project has been funded and supported by the County of Santa Barbara only until June. Um, and then at that point, the entire um, pallet shelter system will move and it will be relocated and that community center will go back to how it was before we moved in. And are the the houseless residents within those tiny homes, will they also be moving with the relocation? No, no, they will be re, they will be connected to either a program or housing when we close in June. So they will be in a different shelter system. They may, if that's the option, many of them have already gone to treatment. Um, there's residential treatment. Um, if they choose to relocate towards family, we can help support them in that. Um, or we can get them into permanent housing, which is what we're working on now is getting everyone document ready. Many of these folks don't even have driver's license, let alone social security cards. So they don't have any basic identifying um, documents that they need to be able to you know, get a driver's license or be able to get back on their feet or to be able to do a housing application. And so we're trying to get them document ready and get all their documents in order so that we can get them through the coordinated entry list, which is through the Santa Barbara County and get them connected to housing opportunities. There's still a large houseless community in People's Park after Anascoyo Park was closed. Uh, what are some things that you're doing to maybe combat that problem of the houses community still living within People's Park? Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. I think that uh, one of our biggest goals in the relocation was to ensure that there was not any break with our service providers. Um, as Sylvia mentioned, there are a lot of agencies that have been providing services to the community, offering them support program um, and shelter and other opportunities. And I think that it's really important that we, um, you know, we are a park district agency. That is our, that's our federal mandate. That's where we can spend money. Um, and we are trying to ensure that as it stands right now, the community members are being respected with, with dignity in terms of having, you know, additional debris and sanitation um, stations. We've also been really trying to work with the community to delineate fire lanes um, so that, that there is a safe passage if something were to happen. Um, and that, like I said, back in, you know, when people were in Anascoyo, there was not a sense of safety among the encampments. Um, and so right now where we are, we want to make sure that people are getting support services. 
and and also looking at a longer term, which is you know considered a safe sleeping site, um, and really ensuring that the people that are present at Peoples are people that want help and support. And we have a wonderful community partner uh, with Good Sam, and ensuring that we can connect the you know those that are willing and, and wanting to get support to get support, and starting to look at some of the challenges of um, community members that you know are behaving in, in not so great behavior in terms of um, you know, any type of, of things that are, are outside the realm, including uh, theft, um, you know, drug use, and um, some of the other challenges that we're seeing is coming out of, of this experience. And, you know, not, certainly that's not all unhoused uh, individuals, but um, there unfortunately is a few that are really making a lot of challenges for the community of Isla Vista and uh, making our parks unsafe. And you mentioned how the houseless community is dealing with alcohol and drug abuse and they're seeking treatment. And Sylvia, if the houseless residents aren't making any progress within the next couple months uh, when the tiny homes will be relocated, are you able to help them for a long-term um, treatment? So so the one rule that we do have at the pellet shelters, they, they cannot have any... Um, type of paraphernalia on them, nor can they have alcohol or drugs on them. So we can't have that within the pallet shelter um, system that we have just to make it safe for everybody, including um, the residents and the staff. Um, we, the ones that are there now, as long as they follow the rules and they um, are able to hopefully make some progress then they can stay. Um, but in June, we have to close. And so in June, you know, we will work with every resident that we have to be able to connect them to an alternative, um, you know, shelter location or, and or housing, um, whoever remains. And so um, we are the largest uh, drug and alcohol residential treatment provider in the county. So we have, we also operate the sobering center in Santa Barbara. So there's also, you know, lots of resources that Good Samaritan brings to the table to connect them to treatment if that's an option for them. And if they choose to, it can't be forced, of course. Could you discuss maybe how the houseless community or the houseless problem has changed maybe within like the past year in IV? Because I did talk to some houseless residents who said that they've been in IV for for like one or two years now. So it seemed like they've been here for a while, but there's been an increase within the houseless residents here. Could you maybe discuss on how things changed within that? Um, I can speak to the part that is involving parks um, and, and specifically Anascoyo in March. I think we saw about maybe 10 residents. Now this does not account for people that are living in their cars. Um, and I recognize the good work of um, Home for Good and some of the other you know, local advocacy groups that have been taking a lot of effort and energy to address and um, support these issues. Um, but we've seen a, a, a rather large increase um, from you know, 10 residents to at one point, I think they were saying there was so much, almost up to 60 residents. Um, and now, right now we have about maybe about 20 uh, to 25 unsheltered uh, individuals that are living around peoples. Um, and I think that for us, our goal is, you know, and again, this is a collective goal, which I've been saying, everybody deserves, you know, water, food and shelter. And I think it's really important that there's an opportunity for people to, to get those resources. And, and certainly um, we are very fortunate where I love this has been heavily resourced by um, the support of, you know, supervisor Hartman and, um, and the county to be able to bring in resources to so that individuals who want support and help 
are actually getting the support and help. And that includes the work that Sylvia and her team is doing and other agencies. Um, and, you know, I think that is the part that's really key here is the partnering agencies, because, you know, again, unfortunately, we don't have um, the challenge has been for us is we don't have the expertise. We don't have the staff, nor do we have the budget to to address and work on issues like this. Um, and we're really, really lucky that we have such great um, partners that we can do some type of piloting on how to ensure that, you know, the unsheltered uh, community members are, are treated with dignity and respect. That was an interview with IVRPD's Kimberly Kiefer and Good Samaritan's Sylvia Barnard back in February. These past few weeks have been full of clashing opinions from community members who support the houseless and others who do not. Protesters stood their ground in People's Park on Tuesday, June 1st to defend the residents of the houseless encampment from eviction. On this same day, Santa Barbara County supervisors voted to buy property in Isla Vista with a budget of $7 million to provide housing for the homeless. If this property is acquired, it would be able to house more than 40 people, giving a sign of hope for the houseless community who have faced so many instances of relocation and eviction during this past year. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.